Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We have Adam and we have Rhiannon, and we are recording at an unusual time of life, I don't know, week for us usually, but uh, we're here nonetheless. How are you guys doing tonight? Live. Dude, this is the most unusual time we've probably ever recorded. This is our standard time for like a year. We did like Thursday nights for a long time. Yeah, but it was usually like eight, I feel like. I think it's a little early. Yeah, sorry. I recommended this earlier time and then I couldn't make it. It's peak dinner time. I mean, it's dinner. I should be eating fried rice right now. I have dinner in my backpack next to me. Y'all probably see it at some point in this podcast. I was expecting something from the noodle shop to come up. And then I remember you don't live next door to the noodle shop anymore. I don't live next door to the noodle shop. I do not. But um, my employer, this gig that I'm on right now, there's been a lot of food. So they bring in dinner. So I packed it up and threw it in my backpack. Rianne's actually working on the Daredevil reboot. She brought home craft services for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't supposed to share it while we were live streaming, Adam. Adam, oh, come on. No one's, no one's live streaming yet, right? Actually, <laughs> I, I believe she earlier, um, she is now currently the queen of Brooklyn. Is it kind of how I understood her current job? So I think it's better than that. Yeah, it would be monarchy. My position would be kind of monarchish. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I need a crown. Maybe I'll make a crown. Maybe I'll go to Burger King and get a crown and get a crown. Um, yeah. So please support us on Patreon so we can afford Rhiannon's crown, please. <laughs> so Burger King's gone to the retro signs now. You know, yeah. like everything is like mm-hmm. '80s style. And I was driving down the freeway and I looked up at the Burger King sign, and for just like half a second, I was like. Did I somehow get transported in 1986? Like, what happened? Is, did I go back in time? Because those that, are weird. That was a big deal, man. We covered it uh, extensively on comicbook.com. Um, no, they redid their whole entire brand. Logo, wrappers, um, logo, wrappers. Um, you know, I heard the they logo. did the wrappers and the logo as yeah. well. No, they just redid everything, man. It's, um, I think it was 60s logo. But 80s, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, what have you. It's it's all the same. It, it's what it looked like when I was a child. That's all I remember. You know, it may have been around for 20 years when I was a child, right. but yeah. Right. It's much better than the the current one, too. The current one is too, um, yeah, it's just like, I don't want to say NASCAR-y because are we going to offend a bunch of NASCAR fans that tune in? I don't know. It's just too... It's two two thousands and four, you know. Yeah, it looks like the uh, the uniform that your team went to in the late nineties to be cool, and then got rid of in the two thousand tens to go back to their traditional uniforms. Yeah, um, Phantom Menace cardboard cutout pop up advertisements. How about <laughs> that? Like Phantom Menace cross promotional stuff. That's what the Burger King logo reminded me of. I saw today that somebody in Alaska found an old abandoned McDonald's and it still had the menu board that was up when it closed. And so it was like Jurassic Park fries and Bobby's World Happy Meal toys. That's amazing. Do they still have uh, jugs of beef? Beef, uh, what is it? Beef? Of the beef. Yeah, the tallow. tallow? No, I I think that was gone by the 90s. I think that was like 92, 90. I don't know. Maybe. 
the fact that you think you remotely are close to knowing that information, I find both impressive and ridiculous. <laughs> there is a fascinating podcast about how, you know, Adam, you should actually just sort of dig in and do an article about it, about why McDonald's got rid of the beef tallow that oh. they used to make their French fries. Yeah. And it was all because of one guy that just like had high cholesterol and kind of made it his mission. Yeah, you could title it, hey, McDonald's, where's the beef? Just to, like, layer the old food jokes. Yeah, yeah. You just want me to get C&D, don't you? Just cease and desist everywhere. Just <laughs> Why would you get a cease and desist? Isn't that some lobby? Well, whose slogan was that? Wasn't that, like... Oh, that was Wendy's, the where's the beef. Was it? Oh, was it that, or was it just, like, the beef growers of America or whatever? No, it was it was a fast food chain. Huh. I was like, where's the beef? Theirs has, because, like, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so maybe I remember these ad campaigns a little differently. <laughs> um, it was that, like, some places were accused of putting filler in their in their hamburgers. Like, maybe their yeah. hamburger was bigger, but that wasn't really beef. It was going to have, like, grain in it to, to make it look bigger, but not actually be beef. So, like, somebody was advertising that their burgers were all beef, and it was, where's the beef? Yeah, that makes sense. Peculiar. Um... On the topic of breaking food news, you guys know Wendy's redid their potato fries or French fries. Why do I call them potato fries? French fries. They're redoing their French fries to make them crispier. Good. Hotter. Good. See, I thought you were going to say they were going to bring back the baked potato bar. Wendy's used to have baked potato bars. Talk about something that COVID would just love. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's get it so everybody's sneezing in one another's sour cream when they go to Wendy's. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm not going there anyways, but it was a really cool thing back in, you know, early 90s. Some of them had like full-fledged salad bars for a while, too. So the salad bar has fallen on hard times. It's not at Wendy's anymore. Ruby Tuesdays is basically out of business, despite having the best salad bar and all of chains. Give me a break. That that goes to Bonanza. What's the other one? Ponderosa? Yeah, Ruby Tuesdays was really good, though. Like, they actually had a legit, like, salad bar, like... Yeah. I don't know. They actually cooked things to put in the salad bar, you know? Yeah, the Ruby Tuesday salad bar was solid. Pizza Ranch still has a salad bar. Any of my homies in the Midwest, go to the Pizza Ranch. Best broasted slash fried chicken in the country. I'll fight anyone who wants to fight me. Broasted chicken is a completely different level than fried chicken. It's uh, whatever. But this is ever, welcome to Marvel News Desk. Have you ever wondered if we don't have sponsors just because we end up just giving plugs for companies regardless? They're like, oh no, those guys, they'll <laughs> plug our stuff eventually, whether we pay them or not. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, most of the podcasts I listen to, the um, sponsors are either, um, what's the trimmer called? The male trimmer. Oh, yeah, yeah. The manscaping trimmer or manscaping whatever. Manscaping or blue chew. And I feel like Caleb probably doesn't want a boner pill to advertise on MND. So, <laughs> hey, man, if you got issues, it's all right. I'm not against it. Look at that. You see, you introduced money and Caleb's like, hmm, maybe I don't mind. No, yeah, I'm just saying generally, out. like, you know, we want to help strengthen relationships in this country, right? As long as you're married. <laughs> you're trying to bait me into a corner. I can see it happening. <laughs> what? As long as you're married. So how about, <laughs> about Marvel news this week? I don't know why I don't. I found that really funny. Um, yeah, let's talk about um, let's talk about Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye, 
Because we, I think we're all really excited. What, how'd you guys feel about the Hawkeye trailer? Loved it. One of the best Marvel things I've ever seen. No hyperbole. I loved it so much. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm getting excited. Well, I mean, I've been excited about Hawkeye. Adam and I have been excited about Hawkeye for a long time. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. Really, really liked it. Somehow they're going to make me like Clint, and I'm going to hate them for it. But uh, I mean, you know, like yeah, whatever. Bend around their bend around sideways and come up with a unique yoga pose to give me the MCU Clint acting like the Matt Fraction Clint, and I will take it. Um, and it looks like they're doing some very creative twisting and turning to get us there. And I'll, I'll, I'm in. I'm in. It, it looks good. It did have that feel, didn't it? Like, all right, we want to do the fraction stuff, but that doesn't really work with this like family man Hawkeye. So, what if he goes on a Christmas vacation with the kids? but leaves his wife at home and then suddenly has to send the kids back home to the farm and now is stuck being a bachelor during Christmas time. You know, like it does seem that there are some plot machinations that had to happen to cut off the dead weight that they felt like they had from the setup of, of Ultron. Yeah. Rip Iowa. Who cares about Iowa? Just cut out. Iowa completely from, you know, Hawkeye, who's named from, after Iowa, mind you. From the Hawkeye um, trailer. <laughs> I mean, Adam, for all we know, the whole first episode takes place in Iowa. That's I mean, you I don't mean, know. No. It just didn't make it to the trailer. The trailer also didn't show Swordsman, so it also is one of the worst things I've ever seen for Marvel. <laughs> um, so I'm somewhere in between, you know, the best thing ever and worst thing ever. Um, and I'm just kind of having internal debates all week about it. Now you talk about Iowa and New York. Is this the most, will this arguably be the most New York centric thing in the MCU? Yes, because you didn't hear that. That one person in the trailer was like, forget about it. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It's real New York. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do in New York. We just like walk down the street and people say stuff and we're like, forget about it. I'm, I'm walking, walking here. <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm just, my friends and I are already mourning the fact that Rogers, the musical does not actually exist. Yeah. Um, and I really, I want the next big Marvel announcement to be that synergy. Be like, I know we said that we have this TV show and this movie, but we secretly have been planning this musical debuting on Broadway. Like, give me, give me the surprise Rogers musical. Rhiannon, have you seen that in the eighties, I guess some producer made it far enough on it that they had actually started to like advertise a Captain America musical in the comic books, like in the early eighties, I guess. No. But yeah, apparently it was like a real project that made it far enough that they announced it and then it didn't make it to, to, to the stage. But I mean, after Spider-Man, I mean, I don't know if you guys know about like the Spider-Man Broadway show, like mm-hmm. evidently people died. Yeah. Um, I don't know the full story, but I know it was very bad. So I'm sure they'd be very hesitant to go into something else. But um, I, I still I think now is the time for Steve Rogers, the musical. Well, and Disney has learned so how to make bad. money on Broadway, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, like it's interesting to me because Marvel has always been really New York centric, but the films have been 
a little hesitant to do that, even to the point of we've had two Spider-Man movies and a third of one of them was in Washington, D.C., and the vast majority of the second one was in Europe. And so, like, just the the poster they released of, like, the New York skyline and, like, uh, I think there's a tree that kind of resembles, like, you know, a um, a Rockefeller Center kind of tree. You know, like, the whole thing had a embrace of New York that I feel like was not been seen since the Defender shows, really, when it comes to Marvel stuff. And that's cool to me. Like, I love New York City at Christmas time. I'm super excited for a show that's, like, in that that setting. Same. I'm really excited about a New York show. I, I hate that they're not coming in filming. The, well, I know they did a lot of Hawkeye filming in New York. Um, but, yeah, give us more. Give us. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I felt like the other thing that's worth us talking about is, Rhiannon, I saw you tweeted something like, it felt like Die Hard, maybe? And that was me. I was like, this is like that um, Harrison Ford, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like mid 90s action movies right before VFX got good enough that they did everything in VFX. And they actually like hung people from the sides of buildings and like did practical stunts and stuff. I feel like it's got a very retro action vibe in all of the best ways to me. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure the diehard thing is from like it being a father and it being Christmas. Like that's right. probably where all of that connection came to everybody and like the high rise, but well, but then there's the high rise buildings and the like diehard. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched diehard. So just like the feeling of it. Um, but yeah, something about it did feel like raw and real and um, dare I say maybe... Same. Say it. Say Can it. Can I say it? Am say I allowed it. to say it? Caleb yeah, say can bleep it. this out. Grounded. Grounded, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's see what they do. Let's see where it goes. But I think it's brilliant. I mean, we talked about this with Black Widow a little bit that like there were scenes in Black Widow that were like, I don't know, that would have almost been better if they were less expensive. Like, I would, for some reason, that scene where like her and Yelena like jumped on the like um, chimney that was like falling and it was like super like CGI blue screen. It just felt very fake. I was like in real life, I think you could put a stunt person on a chimney and actually just like let them fall, you know, like why wouldn't you? And I just feel like Hawkeye is, it it looks like they're going a little different way where they're doing even cut back stunts, but stunts they can do in real life. So that we actually feel a little bit of, you know, visceralness to to some of the action scenes. I do. It is going to be interesting to see how um, much of the stuff they actually did film practically, though, because a vast majority of Hawkeye was um, on sound stages and stuff. So did they digitally build like chunks of New York and are they going to mess up certain shots and things like that? You know, I mean, we saw the paparazzi um photos and stuff like that but that was only a couple of days and this is all i mean i think they spent about a week filming in the lower east side of new york city and there were photos of the muscle car so i think at least some Mm -hmm. of the car chase scene probably has practical elements to it right and you know i'm not against vfx so to me the falcon winter soldier opening uh falcon flying through the canyon scene like that was a great example of where they mixed it that was 
some drone work and also some live action stunt work and some CGI stuff. And so that to me had that same kinetic energy to it, even though it was, it was, you know, VFX some ways. Um, that Falcon and Winter, the, did we talk about this, that parachute scene or the bodies or what do you call them? Um, what suits squirrel gliders or whatever, yeah, just like the gliders. flying squirrels. Yeah. The visual effects vendor that was responsible for that shot did that. Like they made those people working on it go through that process of actually jumping out of a helicopter and flying to the ground. Cool. Yeah. But I mean, but on the flip side, I feel like the last act of Black Widow had all of that exploding and falling and exploding and falling and people narrowly not falling and exploding and falling that it felt overdone and so unrealistic that you didn't get it so like i don't mind vfx and like the cool you know like that paragliding or whatever it is the the squirrel gliding thing was very cool i'd like i like it to at least feel realistic when we get to the end well and you don't have to you don't have to do all that big stuff to have a tense conclusion like if this show ends with a bad guy holding a gun on one of his kids and he like has a perfect shot that like threads an arrow through the um, trigger of the gun to like disarm them. And then he runs over and saves them and there's swelling music. And I love you, dad. Like that would be so old school, but it would be perfectly fine. I don't need him to save the planet. I don't need there to be nuclear bombs. Like that would be a story that I would be fine being in this show, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And if that bad guy, I mean, there doesn't even have to be a gun if it's just like zooming a big in bald man and you've got a big bald man in a white suit <laughs> um i'll just lose my cool in every way yeah but he's not in it though he said so on twitter so oh okay. did he see he wasn't in it or did he say not to look into what he was saying i don't know there's a bunch of words in the tweets and i eventually just stopped. there were words <laughs> There were words. There were words. Has he gone to using Twitter as like a a poetry outlet? Is that what I'm understanding now? That's uh, so you guys really should pick up his book. His book is fascinating. Mother stuff and things. It is a fascinating read. Um, But they are the book is mainly previous tweets he sent out. And we're talking about Vincent D'Onofrio for those that didn't follow the jump with us. Connection. Um, <laughs> since the three of us seem to have a mind meld tonight where we just <laughs> know what each other are thinking. Um, I mean, we're the only people that listen to this, anyways. Like, right now, <laughs> that's, just, that's just, right. That's pretty much it. Just kidding, uh, Casper Mattress. We have hundreds and thousands <laughs> of listeners. Me undies. Have... If you are listening to us today, we will sell so much underwear for you. Marvel branded underwear, probably, if you have it. Um, Raycon is another. Raycon, I need some Raycons, so let's let's do it up. You hear me, marketing specialist at Raycon. I know you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, no, but it looks good, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we haven't had this because even Black Widow, yeah, like you guys said, we haven't had a grounded hero, and Black Widow was our grounded hero, and they made it just a complete CGI cluster, cluster mess, cluster, cluster. Um, I can't think of a, an appropriate substitute. Uh, you you just stop at cluster. Cluster, yeah. yeah, cluster, third act, and all that stuff, you know. So I mean, well, and my point is not... of Echo, 
my point is not even to pick on black widow just to say that like the thing that we kind of hoped it was it wasn't and it looks like hawkeye is that thing you know true plus we did love after the week some of us had on twitter we love black widow (laughs) Um, black widow was great captain marvel is one of my favorite i particularly like the wasp part of ant-man and the wasp exactly what were you gonna say about echo (laughs) no we got our first look at echo um uh that's it we got one shot of echo in um, very red lighting very red light, like really red light like really red like it's like whoa we're gonna tweet about this right now i'm not even gonna finish watching the trailer red um so we'll see i mean yeah look, give us the street level things because even moon knight's not going to be um the street level i think a lot of us hope for you know it leads to it leads to other characters. It leads to some defenders. I would be, I would be surprised if there wasn't at least one previous defenders show or movie announced in the next big slate dump, whenever that may be. Can we talk about how it will not be at New York Comic Con because Marvel hates me? We, yeah, we can personally I'll tell you what. Let's do that just one second. The other okay. thing I want to say about Hawkeye before we wrap is Rhiannon have you done research is this a hearing aid in his ear or is it just a communication device because this has been debated online I have not seen these debates I will investigate and report back next week okay (laughs) because the first thing I saw when I saw that thing in his ear I was like whoa that's that hearing aid thing that Rhiannon's been looking for forever you know I mean I know when they were filming everybody went hearing aid hearing aid and I want to think somebody had a rumor. It wasn't there a public rumor that he was going to be deaf in this series? That they were uh, going to go there? Okay. I want to think that that came out, or if not breaking news, um, I heard a rumor. Well, um, also, did, people was... who are like, well, it's just, it's just his communication device. They have had comms in every Marvel movie forever. We've never yeah. seen Chris Evans with a like big old thing in his ear, right? Like, and he's always talking to Tony through some kind of system. I, I think it's a hearing aid, guys. I mean, I'll do my research and like see if people have broken this down. I'll probably have to venture into Tumblr, which is a scary space. But but I'll do my research. But I think it's a hearing aid. I mean, I think yeah. I I, I want to think that there was a story that was public that was like that he was going to be deafened for some reason in the series or somehow. Um maybe we'll get some info on that when there's another trailer it is it has been public and it was an exclusive by charles murphy clint barnes said to lose his hearing in hawkeye there you go world-renowned scooper charles murphy so i think that does hawkeye talk rhiannon (laughs) um so yeah new york comic-con we get nothing huh yeah um Evidently, Marvel isn't even going to have a booth. I don't think Marvel is even going to have a booth at New York Comic Con. Um, I haven't had a chance to look into it. For for our listeners that aren't aware, Rhiannon's working Hurricane Ida, and I'm working 11, 12-hour days. Um, so I'm not as up on my... I'm, I'm going to go into New York Comic Con completely unprepared. Um, but I did hear that there was no Marvel booth. 
Like Marvel's doing nothing. Like Adam told us that they were probably not doing a panel. And I was like, oh, Adam, maybe they'll do something. They are not even going to have a booth. Um, it looks like there's going to be a whole lot of anime type stuff, which, you know, I started watching anime just so I would be prepared for this type of situation. Um, it looks like there's going to be a lot of anime type stuff. There's going to be Outlander. There's going to be maybe DC will have some panels. I don't even think that like they're announcing most of their stuff at Fandome a few weeks later. A week later. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, New York Comic Con is going to be pretty light. It's going to be nothing. I mean, I, I haven't been planning my rooftop party because one outdoor spaces in New York city got super expensive. Yeah. Um, Cause I would say it would just be an excuse for us to all gather and have a rooftop party. Uh, But then Adam said he wasn't coming. So You know, no parties because there's no Adam. The the life of a professional comic creator, an acclaimed comic creator. And (laughs) my manager set my schedule. I can't, I can't change it up. I'm sorry. Um, Adam got a blue check mark. You guys, yeah, we. That's true. This is not. I've had, I've had that so long. How long? You guys haven't know. We've talked about it on the podcast before. We have not. No. Yeah, we have. No. Three, four months ago. I swear no. to goodness. Now you're just playing with us. I've had it for months. Maybe it hasn't shown up on the app. Maybe like the app had some lag and your blue check didn't show. We have not talked about it. Maybe I'm verified. What What are you scrubs doing? I mean, you guys got to get verified. What's going on here? Then I'd have to use my real name or something. One day. It's True. weird Maybe though. Have to use your real name. <laughs> this is going to sound really mean. I do not mean this this way. There are people who, to me, are more internet famous than you, who I have seen very publicly state it's almost impossible to get it. But like, you're there. Is it just because of? I mean, apparently they're not more famous. You know, I mean, that's the apparently apparently, judging by Twitter standards, they're not. Okay, them is the acclaimed comic creator Adam Barnhart. Yeah, who's written Um, one comic in his lifetime. (laughs) One three issues, three, three, three three or four. Yeah. Right, who's published um, three issues, four issues, three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Twitter decided that I should be verified. That's that's it. Did that's they it. just reach out to you and like, dude, we love you so much. We want you to have a blue check mark. They did that. They did. They reached out. They said, "Would you be interested in being verified?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm kind of hesitant. You know, there's all this. You know, now I'm going to have to fend off endorsement emails and all sorts of." <laughs> there's this one person ever since that's been in this fitness instagram account that's trying to get me to post about like their pre-workout on instagram and stop emailing me no like but on the other hand adam on instagram like i get dms all the time saying we want to hire your cat (laughs) yeah we want to pay you to use photos of your cat why aren't you verified you should be verified that's the thing you should be verified I'm not getting verified. My cat should have, I should make my cat an account and get in a verified account for Agave the cat. Right. Uh, no, I think it's just super easy now to be a journalist and get verified. It's just yeah. as easy as that. I mean, I felt like I read something that the more times that your name is like listed on a byline on actually published like internet stuff, it helps. So I'm sure well, that's-, that's good since we're required to write a whole ton. <laughs> That that probably helps out a lot. Yeah, I I need to do a full count in the four year five years I've been there. How many pieces I've done? Oh, has it really been four or five years? <laughs> Overall, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, 
Because it's been a while since we're on MCU. I, I was thinking I wrote like 200 articles for MCU Exchange, but that was just part-time like hobby. I can't imagine what you've done in five years at comic books. That's, how many months is five years? 60, right? Yeah. Give or take 10,000 articles. Oh, give or take. Wow. I was listening to a podcast this week that had their 400th episode. And they're like, we've been here for 400 episodes and people are still listening. Those two things don't necessarily have to go together. And I was like, you telling me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) This is 197? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Here we go. We are going to surprise so many people with episode 200. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) Including me. (laughs) It's going to be grounded and gritty. Grounded, gritty, real, and um, yeah, um, special guest Scott Buck. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh, if we actually could get him and and not like just anger him but still be honest, that would be incredible. I have a super sincere interview with Scott Buck. I can do it. I'm not blaming you, Scott. I just the idea to to cut Medusa's hair for the whole season, like. Was that your idea or that was, you can throw anyone else under the bus. Please do. It'll make me feel better about things. Uh, all right, cool. Let's talk about what if, cause I feel like we're a little behind on this. We talked a little bit about Dr. Strange a few weeks ago. Uh, we've not talked about zombies yet. I realized this week and um, we haven't talked about yesterday's episode with Killmonger is either. So, you know, I don't know. Pick something out of those three. What is interesting to you about this show at this juncture? The most interesting thing about what if for me at this point is how clear it's become. It's only a vessel for consumer products. (laughs) It's quickly made a pivot from storytelling to Funko Pops. Like when we look at this world where they didn't even have a baby Groot thing ready when Guardians came out to like now where there's a pop for every what if episode. That is a good point, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Toys has a Captain Carter thing on the way already. Um, and all sorts of stuff. So it's most certainly um, they actually do. Ha- I mean, and that's how that's how blockbusters are, man. They always think about the toys and all that stuff. That's why they do baby Groot. And that's why they do baby yoda and all that stuff you know sure it helps in the storytelling a little bit but what if is it's the same exact stories just with like oh this character is cool that's why i'm surprised they didn't really change anything in the latest episode yeah i was um the other day i saw that lego's doing like a mini figure like kit where it's like 20 20 mini mini figures from disney plus shows and they've got like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and What If stuff in it. And then you look at like the car commercials that have Falcon and Loki and What If in it. And it's almost like these things are in waves commercially. I mean, it, it really does feel like WandaVision to What If was this year's like commercial wave. And then they're going to put a bunch of toy stuff together for like the next three or four as well. And that there is a really heavy merchandising aspect to it that sort of surprises me. I didn't see it totally coming, you know? So on that, like one of the other things that I feel like 
is interesting about what if that you brought up this week, Caleb, and I think like Adam was sort of touching on with Mark, like there doesn't seem to be a formulaic beginning and ending to these stories. It's like they're jumping to the interesting part, showing us that and sort of moving on. Like that first episode was clearly here's where things changed and here's how it ends. The 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 Sharon, the Peggy Carter episode. But the rest of these have just jumped in like wherever. Like here's this world, it's full of zombies. I guess the zombie world, yeah, we didn't see how it started. Here's this oh, world that's full of zombies. Well, we saw that in that world Janet Van Dyne got a disease in the They went movie. back to it. They went back to it, but it started with the Hulk landing and the world was zombified. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and, and and this last episode, I know you brought up that you, you were like, it doesn't end. It just takes you to a point and stops. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't, you know, like, I, I feel like, I mean, we have reason to think that maybe they're giving us these specific stories for specific reasons and things that we may see in the future, but I find it interesting that it's not isn't this okay here's this world here's where we trip the switch here's how it ended you know here's how it goes here's how it all wraps up um which i kind of enjoy just take me to the good parts just take me to fighting the zombies i don't really even care how the zombies started but i find that whenever we get that revelation you know from the tombstone two episodes ago to you know learning about how the zombies started I'm enjoying those revelations where they come in the middle of the episode. Like, okay, they're tying things in really well. Everything feels kind of well-written from that perspective. I was thinking what you said, Rhiannon, about like you liked that they really clearly showed what choice it was that changed the first episode. And I applied that to this Killmonger episode. And I'm like, we don't even know. Like they want to make it like, oh, Tony was saved. Tony was only saved because Killmonger was there and Killmonger was only there because somewhere along the line, he made the choice to make Tony the way that he got back to Wakanda, which is a choice that's very different than the way he did in the other universe. I don't even want to think about the time implications. How old was Killmonger in 2008 when Tony got hit by that bomb? Since he's the age that he is in Black Panther in 2018. It was the age that he had scars to about like right under his chest, but not all the way down his torso from kills. (laughs) Right. Something like that. And so, but, but you're right. As far as there was significant changes in the way Killmonger looked at his task in this episode than what he did in Black Panther. And they kind of just are like, oh no, it's different. He's there. Don't ask why he's there. Don't worry about it. And and some of that's okay. Like if they did it like um like the Star Wars movie Solo, where it's like, hey, we're going to give you the origin of everything. We're going to tell you how he met Chewbacca. We're going to tell you how he got his 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 sweater. We're going to tell you how he got his belt buckle. Like I don't need that stuff. So I'm not I'm not saying it's terrible, but it does have a certain abruptness. And for me, the the endings lately have been the worst this week i just didn't feel like it was an ending at all like i don't feel like any character got what they were looking for like there was no resolution for me this week but see for me because like even when you said there was no ending i was like i was satisfied that the episode ended like i didn't feel like anything was left 
like maybe I just didn't need it to go any further. Like, yes, I wasn't satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it felt like it ended at a weird place. I don't know. I've I've seen Killmonger take over Wakanda. You know, if if I you know, I've seen him challenge for the throne. I've seen him as the Black Panther. Right. I I don't know if they needed to keep going if it was anything that I needed to see again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm also starting to get real suspicious that episode 9 is going to start with the watcher inserting himself into every one of these stories at the moment it ends. So like the first scene will be him popping up on the Quinjet and helping Peter and Ant-Man escape from zombie Thanos. And then he's going to jump over and help Shuri and um, Pepper, like make an Ironheart suit, you know, and then he's going to bring them all together for like a multiversal Avengers. I sort of feel like maybe that's coming or that their plan is to do part two for some of these and the part twos will air next summer or something like that. Oh. So they, they did say that there's still an overarching story and we still haven't got that with three episodes left now. Right. Right. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Um, we have party Thor. We have Ultron. And what else we have? There's a Gamora thing. There's a that Gamora we still don't thing know. too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It is, it is interesting how you can use um, the zombification of people as the vessel for your gore. As long as they're zombies, you can show as much blood and guts as you want. That was great. I mean, it was just bizarre to me. I was like, I, I, I wasn't so much like upsetting as like, is this still TV 14? You know, like I didn't think we could cut people's heads off on television. Like we saw clear decapitate. They cut Falcon in half hot dog wise. Right. Just all sorts of other gross stuff. I mean, it's essentially what the boys does in live action, but they animated it and they made it into zombies. So I don't know. I tweeted out and it was kind of a post. It kind of was, I mean, what about a Ghost Rider animated show, you know, so we can actually see him decapitate people with his hell chain, you know? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Murphy's also got the exclusive that Power Pack's no longer in development. Yeah, I know. It's not an animated show. So what are they doing for animated shows? I don't know. It, it does feel to me that they're being really thoughtful that they don't want their animated stuff to be branded as children's material, if that makes sense. Right. Well, yeah. That is a good point. The difference between DC and Marvel is Marvel has the ability to not leak out every project. You know, I mean, some things like Power Pack's probably the only one recently that's come out that they haven't developed or brought forth to production, right? Yeah, I, the only other thing that strikes me is those rumors around they're doing something with Big Hero Six that may or may not be true. But that one one dude must <laughs> listen to the podcast where I should talk to that Diz Insider because he blocked me. Uh oh, you got blocked over the. Oh, I, he blocked me over something else, but oh. I was right after that podcast. <laughs> he said, um, he said that October twenty sixth, twenty twenty three date is guaranteed to be Fantastic Four. So I retweeted it and put L because it's Blade. There's no way 
that October date's not Blade. And all I said was L, you know, you know, like here's your L, you know, this is the furthest thing from a dove I've ever seen. Yeah. They blocked me just for saying L. Um, generally, people don't like being labeled with a giant L. Don't say stupid then. <laughs> <laughs> don't say stupid. I mean, I, I'm uh, just blaming well, you for the fact that I've got Smash Mouth stuck in the back of my head <laughs> with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. We didn't pay royalties. Uh oh. You can I was about to say, seconds. I hope that wasn't enough for YouTube to strike us. Here. I was about to say, you can do 10 seconds without okay, royalties. Yeah. yeah. I would also argue that that was parody as much as it was reproduction. Right. So. I, I, yeah. I mean, you could say that about 95% of this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I would love to be before a, a lawyer and, or a judge. Uh, sir, have you listened to how poorly we sang? If that <laughs> is, if anything, we should be like charged with disgracing smash mouth singing <laughs> or take the tucker carlson defense where our audience should know they shouldn't take us seriously <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> well absolutely they cause... should be smart enough to realize that we're not legit though we're not I'm, so i mean having the word news in our name might put us in a weird spot that's true because tucker claims not to be news it reminds me of uh, John Stewart used to call it what? Where more Americans get their news than should? Than they should. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. That's what if. I, I've i enjoyed, I feel like the darker and grimmer the what ifs are, the more I enjoy them, which is not what I was expecting out right. of this. But because you don't want that type of stuff in live action, which is very peculiar. Yeah. I And I have to say this Killmonger episode to me. I'm, I'm with you. It feels less like a butterfly flapped its wings and something changed. It feels more like Killmonger just came up with a different plan right. and executed it at a different time. To me, it wasn't a big change. It was just he took this approach instead of that approach. And yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it's not going to be one of my favorites. The zombies at least had some cool there were some cool zombie, I don't know apocalyptic storylines that you know yeah and they they tried to play with zombie tropes and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and i i really kind of enjoyed i enjoyed peter parker educating people on zombie life and all of that it was it was cute i think they had to be careful there there is a danger of a little bit of redundancy i mean this is simplistic but like episode three was like what if hank pym killed all the avengers and then episode four was like, what if Doctor Strange killed the whole world, including the Avengers? Episode five, what if zombies killed all the Avengers? Episode six, what if Killmonger killed all the Avengers? You know, at some point you're like, no, we've seen Tony die four times in the show. There's something else to do here, isn't there? Uh, what if Party Thor drank more than he should? What if what if Thor Odinson joined Kappa Kappa Gamma, you know? Or what's another I don't <laughs> The way know. you're describing this makes me feel like next week we'll start with uh we would like to go back to the kill all the Avengers episodes. <laughs> exactly. What if that. Thor did butt chugs? Oh no. Yes, give us the kill Avengers. <laughs> I do have to say from like the killing, like the weirdest thing for me in the zombie episode, and I think I mentioned this in the chat or maybe on Twitter, I don't know. Um is just 
Bucky Barnes killing Captain America and having zero remorse. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, fine. It's a zombie universe. You can kill everybody. But, you know, like two minutes later, finds out there's a cure and it doesn't have any like regrets. Like, oh, I just killed my bestest friend. 10 minutes before learning there was a cure like no no regrets just like i killed that zombie gone forever over over on um screen crush he mentioned that marvel zombies are sometimes like intelligent in the comics and he just felt like that episode might have had a little more punch to it if the cap zombie had been smart enough to try to manipulate Bucky and like, can you imagine him coming towards Bucky and being like, you said end of the line, Bucky. And you know, like particularly cause they're on a train, you know, like Bucky has to think like flashbacks to like thinking about cap and being on the train in world war two. Like there was so much that could have been emotionally re- resonant. And instead he was like, Oh no, he's a zombie. I got to kill him. And that was it. Like, there, there was something that could have been played with there more interestingly, I think. Right, um, right. W- while we're still on zombie talk, Mark Miller reportedly, one of the original writers of the zombies um, or creatives behind it, was, um, so there might be a live action Marvel zombies on the way. In the same vein, how Jim Shooter said they needed to get his approval for Secret Wars. Um, they cleared did whatever they gave mark miller his five thousand dollar check i guess is what i'm trying to say which is a topic for a whole nother day but i i struggle to imagine them doing live action zombies but maybe i'm i i I feel i thought that what if was the place where they could get this kind of thing out of their system without actually running any danger to the live action brand from a like disney mousification perspective and so it'd seem weird to me then if they actually did some of these crazy things. Well, see, man, let's, I mean, the, the Halloween special could carry a bunch of weight. I mean, we've seen the Mandalorian chop someone in half, right? We've seen yeah. some animated stuff. I mean, you know, I will, well, we'll see. Thanos I mean, gets gonna, decapitated right, in Endgame, right, to be fair. Um, it's, uh, we'll see. I mean, it is, does get to the point where it feels like four as much as it sounds weird to say, it doesn't feel like four dates a year are enough for movies, right? And it doesn't feel like four shows are enough because they're going to have, it's mainly going to be sequels. And then what, you're going to have two sequels plus one new one plus one experimental one per year? Or you're going to have three sequels and one new one? Yeah. And then where are you going to do this experimental stuff? Is the experimental stuff only going to be in the terms of, a one hour special on Disney plus um, or, yeah. or what, you know? And that's some of the reticence I've had about like even Thor love and thunder or a captain America for in that I, I felt like they did themselves a favor by saying you get a trilogy and then we're done because that way it creates space, you know, like mm-hmm. it, getting not doing a cap four would create space for like, say a Shang-Chi two or something. Um, in the end, I don't, and they'll, they'll work through it. And I should say after Ragnarok was so good, it's not that I'm against Thor four and I want to see Sam get his own, you know, Captain America mm-hmm. movie. It's just, I thought that they were going to clear something off. Like we'll see with guardians, you know, guardian seems to be the last time James Gunn wants to make one of those. 
maybe that's a franchise they really do retire after three or Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe Quantumania will be it. But I do think they have to retire some stuff or at least cycle it off for a little bit, you know. I still think we might get Thor 5 too, just so Taika can do a trilogy. I mean, it just so happens Thor, well, Thor already had two movies done by the time he came. Yeah came up you know so i I do think thor 5 is a possibility but who knows man we're gonna be eating well i mean we we've been eating well this year i mean next year is probably gonna be the busiest year on tap right so far yeah because miss marvel got pushed we got miss marvel she hawk moon Moon knight secret Secret invasion Invasion. yeah um guardian special and i am groot right yeah um and what if season two so for five shows plus a special and then Doctor Strange 2 Thor 4 well, oh Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 so we might break 10 things a year yeah well and I, I'm suspicious it'll slow back down because some of this is backlog but right uh right. chi uh visual effects embargo lifts tomorrow so by the time you listen to this there's gonna be all sorts of cool stuff i have a crap ton of cool stuff around here cool you guys want to hear some tidbits some tidbits um sure. there was one person that got paid and their only job was to individually craft every single scale on the great protector dragon wow Meaning digitally or on the real life? Digitally. Okay. Um, that was another cool thing. They made a real life dragon um, to scale and all that stuff. <laughs> not, um, not Jurassic Park style in that not, they brought one at, back. Yes, they made a wooden but, dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then some other couple of cool stuff you can read now on comicbook.com. Caleb, do you have dragon DNA hanging out somewhere? I mean, like, do you no. think Marvel has some dragon DNA? I mean, you, you, do you think dragons once existed? You know, when I said that, I kind of got it confused to thinking about like a full animatronic Jurassic Park uh, dinosaur, and so it just got all goofy. I just you're like the Jurassic Park where they bring them back, and I'm like, back from when? From when? <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's kind of in my head. I saw that they they seriously raised fifteen million dollars to make a woolly mammoth. Have you seen this? I saw it. <gasps> They want to like splice woolly mammoth DNA with elephant DNA and like try to like bring the woolly mammoth back. And it feels like a a, a movie plot, you know, like the, the the mammoths will become carnivores and eat us all. But I I mean, well, and heading it's not like we're heading into an ice age right now. So woolly mammoth feels just wrong as the <laughs> so, world heats up. Like, let's bring back an animal that high temperatures will make extinct again. The shaved mammoth. Rhiannon, this is exactly what I thought. My first thought was like, that's just cruel. Like, hey, welcome back. Remember the Ice Age? This is the opposite. <laughs> right. Like, we know you like a cold climate and we're not going to have any more of that. Sorry. <laughs> like, We're already pushing the, the limits to what our planet can sustain, but let's put a big furry thing on it that's got to eat, you know, metric tons of, of food. Um, that's amazing also whenever people talk about woolly mammoths um my dad has a very fancy bass guitar and one of the best things for the frets is ivory and of course it's unethical to have ivory 
because you know they kill elephants and just to get the ivory however it's completely ethical to use fossilized woolly mammoth ivory because they're already extinct so my dad's guitar has fossilized mammoth ivory on the frets that's incredible also if they bring the mammoth back it will be instantly endangered because they only brought a couple of them back and then you won't be able to do that anymore right I imagine if you still have the words fossilized. Oh, okay. <laughs> it would be okay. I'm just saying it creates a back door that, you know, maybe yeah. you kill a, yeah. a woolly mammoth to, you know, and pretend it's fossilized. That's true. That's true. We'll we'll cross that bridge when when we get there. Speaking of things that shouldn't have been created, um <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I'm just waiting. Like, is this an Iron Fist joke? No. Or like, what are we at? Speaking of messing around in labs, I rewatched Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. One of the best written shows of all time. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to watch Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is probably one of the best written TV shows ever. I rank it up with Breaking Bad. Um, and Breaking Bad probably has some of the best television I've ever watched. Yeah, I think um, it's fine and enjoyable. <laughs> it is. So I think it's good. somewhere in between the two, closer to Adams. But I, yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of creating things in labs, I watched the new, the 2020 version of The Stand, and nobody else needs to. So, I know no one asked for this. The thing that got me about Sweet Tooth was the the unevenness of the plots at points. Like there was that episode where Sweet Tooth loses his stuffed animal and like his plot was like, will he get his stuffed animal back or not? And the other plots are like, will these children be butchered in cold blood or not? I just felt like this is very uneven that this kid's worried about his whoopee uh, and these kids are worried about if they're going to get to breathe anymore. <laughs> that was hardly a plot though. I mean, that took what, uh, 10 minutes maybe? I don't think that. I mean, There's a whole episode that's all about a stuffed animal. Uh, it's not a whole episode, though, because the first part of that, they try hit getting on the train. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it did start feeling like Punisher season two there for a little bit until the very last episode starts tying everything together. Yeah. Like, man, are they not going to tie any of these plot points together? <laughs> I wondered that it too. Just kept feeling like Punisher season two but it, it did yeah. feel like a show that was very sure it's getting a season two right like mm-hmm. season one was good but it definitely wraps with the expectation that it's going to get a return of the Jedi to its Empire Strikes Back I feel like um Lock and Key also coming out yeah and they make a key that's not in the comics so who knows and why the last man hit Monday? I still haven't got to see it, but I haven't watched it yet either. I heard it's fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of Lock and Key season two comes out October tenth something, which maybe the last of Marvel television also comes in around that time. So that is an M and D exclusive, and I'm not going to say anymore. So you guys have to process it. Oh and- yeah. You're saying that there's a Marvel TV thing that may hit around there. Sometime around there. I know it's hitting around there. It's going to be New Warriors. Maybe we should circle back to the New Warriors. Oh, no. Yeah, we got to. I missed this. Yeah, we should talk about this at least for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kevin Beigel? Beagle. Beagle? Beagle. 
I didn't. I always thought it was actually bagel, like, you know, like with cream cheese, but yeah. 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 Anyways, Kevin um, stopped giving any cares <laughs> and decided to spill the beans on what happened to new warriors and according to him there was one executive at freeform he Mm -hmm. clarified somewhere that it was not jeff Loeb, Mm -hmm. and deleted the clarification so you have to trust us that that happened i have screenshots screenshots. (laughs) 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 that one executive at freeform did not like that it was a very gay show that's what they said. I believe um, the quote was, quote, it was too gay, quote. Yes. Yeah, that it was a too gay of a show and that this executive um, single-handedly killed it at Freeform. And that now, like, he's hearing executives are like, we want unique characters, unique situations. And evidently that made Kevin snap and share all of this information and clips and like behind like actual the scenes. footage yeah. yeah like actual footage of the show and that's footage of some of the squirrel girl stuff yeah 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 so now we know a little bit of what happened to squirrel girl it was too gay i want, I want disney that, plus uh, just to drop it can disney plus please, just throw Tyler, this out there please it's the perfect uh, disney well uh, disney plus also removed that one show for also being um allegedly too gay oh the uh, i forget there was two that to me had similar titles. One was about a gorilla and one was the one you're talking about. It um, wasn't deer, deer, deer something, right? Deer. Um, it was a sequel to the, like the Oscar winner thing, right? I don't know. Yeah, what I always thought it was the, the one and only Ivan, but I think that's the gorilla movie. That's the gorilla movie. Okay. Oh, what's this executive's thing for like too gay? Cause dear Simon, like, that's what it is. I mean, I watched, I introduced my girlfriend to Rocky Horror last night. So Rocky Horror would probably not be on Freeform because Rocky Horror is also pretty gay. I, as far as Freeform goes, though, like, I don't know. I don't think of Freeform as like a really like conservative, stodgy network, right? Like to uh, me, that was a weird criticism to even come from Freeform. It, yeah, exactly. And they, they did some like, uh, like, they crapped on anti-vaxxers or something earlier this year and they were doing some weird posts on their social media weird but, good because they aligned with my political views um but kind of uncharacteristic of, but they, they also i mean freeform was where they had mixed dish right like the black the blackish sequel correction the show is grownish mixed dish is a show but that's on abc yeah and that show is relatively progressive from what I've seen of it. You know, like I don't, it just seems weird to me that this was a bridge too far for free for. I mean, um, and runaways had some gayness. Mm-hmm. That was on Hulu though. That oh, it was on Hulu. Hulu. It wasn't. Okay. It's confusing. Cause cloak and dagger cloak was... and dagger and cloak and dagger was not gay. But maybe, maybe it was that way over there. So but... maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have to do some chit-chat about Freeform, do a hashtag or something. Invite Kevin to the podcast. I have so many times. We tried setting something up, but some one got in the way. Really? Is that person, but is that person fired from Freeform now? And now he can. Uh, no. I was about to say. That person <laughs> very much still has their job. And that person is probably going to hear this. So, hello, person. <laughs> hello. Thank you for 
if if you are Mr. listening, Rocket we Martin. love you very much. Please let us have interviews. <laughs> Please. So in reality, do I need to cut some of that, Adam, or no? <laughs> nah, you don't need to cut that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. We're good. We are good. I mean, this person listens to our podcast, so obviously they're a fan. Someone, I mean, I Especially know Disney, if you think they're going to make it to this Disney point. is aware of Marvel News this, so pat, your, pat yourselves on the back. You're kidding me. No, wait a second. This is bigger than the blue hashtag. They act, Somebody at Disney knows we exist? Oh, for sure. Really? I can... we, but we haven't really shared any secrets. I mean, I wanted to, but you guys didn't want the access. So that's why I said, I said, guys, we have to play the game. We have to run something that pisses the mouse off that way the mouse says hey stop running it that way we can say okay and they'll give us access and then we right 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 but it's also okay so 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 if we just go never mind i don't i don't have the guts to do it i know (laughs) no i got you i got but see i wanted to so i tweeted a couple weeks back I have a list of characters that could potentially be in doctor strange too but caleb thinks it's too spoilery so does rihanna so you know maybe if you guys wanted to read the list i don't know i don't know i'd be more comfortable with one of you two reading it so i can't get fired yeah well see that's what it always comes down to is our sources are few enough that i'm always worried somebody will track them back and be like oh that's where the info came from i don't know particularly because none of it can come from me because i don't know anyone (laughs) caleb half the list came from you you text me half the people and I was on the list. Oh yeah, that's right. Caleb is in, uh, that's indemnified. I indemnified, indemnified. Yeah, Caleb just threw the blame on us if we ever spill something. <laughs> Which seriously, when, if any when, of us ever accidentally spill something, let's just go ahead and say it. It came from Murphy's multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> that might get cut. <laughs> <laughs> joke everyone it's a joke it's a joke i realize not everyone can appreciate jokes (laughs) maybe it wasn't funny to you it was funny to us two of uh two of the three mnd hosts are very active in the murphy's multiverse community so we we love them yeah i joined it mostly to troll charles but i mean it's not funny when charles doesn't see the messages then you just piss all of his paying customers (laughs) Some of I mean, Adam and I have a lot of fun in the Murphy's Multiverse Discord. Yes. People should stuff. join their Patreon to come join us with all of our fun. Yeah, I'm going to drop the links here in a bit until I get banned by one of the mods. <laughs> Why won't he make us mods of his Discord? We're going to have to talk. Have you, ever, have you ever asked? No, I haven't asked. <laughs> Neither have I. I don't want that level of responsibility. I'd probably have to figure out Discord. I do wish I would have used the fake name, though instead of my name because that poses other problems mm, true mm. true true you could probably change your name nobody would know but then they can still search what messages you've sent and all sorts of stuff to be fair if pseudonyms on the internet were ruined by clearly findable times when people were not using their pseudonyms more people would not be who they are online and if that made no sense, don't worry about it. That's fine. <laughs> just stop there. We have mailbag stuff. Uh, not too much. Uh, we did get something from Love Waffle. I don't even remember this totally. 
you said something about how I described Shang-Chi um, is exactly the way the 1995 movie The Shadow happens. So I'm going to have to watch this trailer after this. I forget The Shadow. I feel like that was during the era of like Dick Tracy and The Phantom. I remember those movies, but I do not remember The Shadow. So that's that. Um, I don't think there's any Twitter stuff we want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Let me check the MND thing. Lots of people are excited about Rhiannon's uh, thoughts on Hawkeye trailer. So that was good. Somebody was encouraging Adam to do something irresponsible, I think. Oh, no, just to, tell, just to do that uh, Daredevil tell-all, the Marvel Netflix tell-all book. That was I it. I try so hard, guys. I've tried. I've tried to get Mr. You-Know-Who we'll see i think we still got a couple years to couple years to go before something like that can come to light yeah i always wonder how anonymous sourcing goes like the journalists just call it people like listen i know you have some hot goss so i'm not going to say who you are but please give me everything you have i mean that's kind of how that stuff works for like the political books right well and i feel like the angle on this even though you wouldn't be able to get like the hot shots like maybe you could never get Jeff Loeb for an interview, but surely he has assistants and stuff that were in the room and that could anonymously provide him. Like, like the Kareem, he left and now he's working for some uh, production house instead of the studio side. So maybe someone like that, that's not working for the network side of things um, would be interested in talking. And who knows? I mean, Jeff's writing a comic I saw somewhere, isn't he? Maybe I just said something I'm not supposed to um <laughs> i thought i was making someone... that show with d'onofrio maybe you're He's getting right. maybe maybe he, is. he just tweeted at me by the way did he say adam i love you man he didn't know he said thanks adam because i sold my body for his book that's awesome yeah well i, I really will talk about poetry on this podcast if he gets him on <laughs> seriously buy his book see it is very intriguing it's such uh it's hard to explain it feels uh, trippy it feels like uh how do i say this eat some edibles and read the book that's all i'll say <laughs> well this episode of marvel news desk has been brought to you by vincent d'onofrio's poetry book yes. you can find it where all good books are sold or whatever they five say. star five stars on amazon we'll at least Perfect put an amazon five. affiliates link <laughs> That's what I should have. I tweeted the link to it. I'm like, oh no, I think Rhiannon has that MND. Uh, oh, do we have one of those? I have. I have an affiliates link. Oh, if we ever need it. That's all the rage now. The um, affiliate links. Some sites it makes more money for some sites than advertising does. So I can't ever use that stuff on Amazon because I always feel guilty about which one to like. I'm like, which podcast that I like affiliate should I use? Or the Amazon smile that goes to a charity. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if I use this charity, then I won't help that charity. And then I get paralyzed by the decision and help no one, which is really not very effective, but. Never mind. I was going to go on another <laughs> side rant. Just... All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, I don't know. When we'll be back. We'll probably be back in a week or two. 
Uh, depends on what drops and all that kind of stuff, but we'll definitely talk about what if close to the end, if not after the final episode. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can Marvel News Desk or Patreon.com slash Marvel News Desk. Uh, that just helps us to host the website and podcast and all that stuff. Um, you know, tell people you like the show. Sometimes people let us know how much they dislike the show. It is encouraging to hear if you enjoy it. So if you enjoy it, let us know, you know, help us have a nice Twitter week. Um, and tell your friends, you know, helps people listen. That's cool. But in the end, we do it because we enjoy it. And so thanks for listening with us. We'll uh, see you guys later. Bye.